Well, hey guys, and welcome to Two Player Split Screen, episode 15, a week late, unfortunately. But uh, looks like we got all our technical difficulties and nonsense figured out, so knock on wood, we shouldn't have any issues from here on going forward. As always, I'm Tyler Berry, to not my left, but straight in <laughs> front of me, my co-host, as always, Blake Schultz. Hey gamers, should I start sitting in different parts of the room just to keep you on your toes for when you do the introduction? I would rather you not. I'd rather you just... I like being in a rhythm, and I don't need you fucking that up, so <laughs> I'm going to need you to just always sit in the exact same spot from now on, or I'm going to have to find a replacement. Like a classroom. Yeah, exactly. Hey man, good segue. I already got to guest on another podcast today. Oh yeah, why don't you uh, why don't you mention that real quick since yeah. since you had to brag about it and I didn't get invited. <laughs> you can come next time. I you know it's a it's a process, um, but uh, yeah, I was on the Gaming Outsider today, which you can find on iTunes. Uh, just a great group of guys. Uh, they're all fantastic. Scott, Josh, everybody there was awesome. Um, they're also on facebook.com slash the gaming outsider on Twitter at the geocast and, uh, yeah, check them out, especially their next episode, which hopefully will be up this week, which yours truly talks some pretty good Mario maker game. Um, so yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you got to do that. I'm glad we got to connect with, uh, some fellow podcasters out there. So shout out to those guys and, uh, make sure to go check them out. So, uh... Yeah, we're not going to do Amiibo stuff today because there's just not that much to talk about. So I thought instead we'd kind of replace the Amiibo update that we usually do with just uh, some general news stuff. Um, so I guess let's start with something that I was super excited about and immediately had my hopes dashed when I woke up this morning, which is <laughs> apparently Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 is a steaming pile of hot trash. <laughs> What's funny to me about this is that this is the second or third time that I've heard about this game and then forgot about. Like, I remember it got announced, and I was like, neat. They had a big gameplay trailer come out in July, and people were like, whoa, this, this doesn't bad. look that good. Yeah. Graphics look like barely post-PS2 era yeah. slash mobile game. Like, right. And Very then, awkward. It just sort of showed up today. No one got any review copies, which is never a good sign. The closest thing to a review that I saw was yesterday. Uh, there was a video up on Nerdist. Of, it was one of Conan's Clueless Gamer segments that he did with uh, Tony Hawk and Lil Wayne, which was pretty hilarious, but that was the closest thing to a review yeah. that was out before the game launched today. I haven't even seen a review there, today. There aren't any because no one has had time to really <laughs> delve into it with the exception of some pretty hilarious YouTube compilations that are just glitches yeah. upon glitches upon glitches throughout the early Man. parts of that game. And we actually, we did get to talk about it a little bit on the Gaming Outsider uh, just an hour ago, which is why it's fresh on my mind. And one of them had played it and he said it is a little awkward but all of the like really horrible things are a little over exaggerated and okay. it, it does feel like classic Tony Hawk and that really the problem with it is the level design is straight shit is that the level design mm -hmm. is just very poor and not very complex and that apparently there's a new feature where the grind button just drops you down like it'll almost stomp um, and okay. so now sometimes when you go for a grind your combo just you just plop to the ground 
so you can't keep combos if you're grinding now? You can. Because that's get, literally how you string together combos right. easily in those games. I guess what it is is before you would just hit triangle and you would hold it and whenever you hit the rail yeah. you'd grind. Where now or why we're not we're not discriminating or, or against why, Xbox or if, here. Or I think it was also why on the GameCube. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that was above the A button. Um, and now if you're not, I guess, close enough to the rail, he'll just do like a, a stomp bounce almost off the ground which I, i'd okay. have to play it to huh. really understand but it really sounds like it just kind of disrupts the rhythm weird um but yeah it's 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 a bummer because well it's always it's always just such a red flag like it happens more with movies than it does games but it still happens more now with games than it ever has before it's like if people don't get review copies at least a couple days in advance you know there's trouble in paradise and who who did this game? Is like Robo Robo something like yeah. one of one of Activision's like lesser uh, developer developing partners, yeah. and it's just like I, I read something today. Excuse me, I think it was on Kotaku that was basically like, man, they were just trying to really wrap up Tony Hawk's like thirteen year contract with Activision if they're just going <laughs> to give it to this like. Yeah. Sort of second-rate developer. Well, I mean, that's a franchise that's gone through so many odd iterations and really struggled to sit, stay relevant past Thug, past the Underground games. Yeah. And I, th I think Thug 2 was really the marker of, like, Bam Majira running around and kind of just being a fool. Yeah, that was when people started really being, like... Well, that's when, I think... I think Thug 2 was like a year before the first skate game like maybe skate. yeah and then people were obsessed with skate because of how realistic it was and how like just really well made that game was and i i adored i adored all three skate of the skate games great. those were fantastic and they took me right away from any any of the rest of the uh yeah. tony hawk games like whatever the one with the with the physical board was called oh and the ride tony hawk ride oh, right was before that Project Eight because I liked Project Eight. I, I see. I didn't think. I don't think I played Project Eight because I was playing like Skate Two. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what a like when they announced that I was so just like I'm on board. Like going back I was to the really original on like title. Plus, I loved I loved the idea of just having like a like a playground like for people online to just jump into the same level and just skate around and do yeah. random objectives and do all kinds of like dumb stuff. Like that sounded really fun to me, but oh boy, it's not looking like I'm going to want to pay $60 for this oh, game. Oh no, that if they had done that, I'm really surprised they didn't actually do this cuz they had Tony Hawk HD go up with 1 and 2 for $25, $30. Which those were fantastic. Which was great. Those were great. I was really surprised they didn't just kind of take that, polish it up a little bit, put on some new levels, call it Tony Hawk 5, and put it as a download digital. For like 20, for like, like 20 30 bucks, bucks maybe? Yeah. yeah. I well, I mean, from, from what I heard, it's like that game was barely more than a digital download size anyway. It was like four and a half four gigs, gigs to install. And, and, and then, then the, the patch was, patch? the patch was almost twice that. <laughs> like, you know, there, you know, that's like, that's definitely a red... Talk about well, red flags. That's a red flag and, if I've ever seen one. And I don't know if you saw it, but apparently if you don't have the patch, like if you just don't go online just to know what it is... Unplayable. It's the level editor. That's and The it. level editor and the very early tutorial, and that's like, it. What does that mean this game was? Did I don't... Did they just 
decide not to finish it? Like I, it's so it's so weird. But from a lot of the glitches and bugs that I was that I was seeing, and I know you said uh, the guy, one of the guys you were on the podcast with, said it what it was a little exaggerated, but still, man, it was looking pretty rough around the edges. Even some of the straight up gameplay that I was that I was watching of it on Twitch earlier, yeah. like even when it wasn't just glitching out hard, it still looked really. And I kind of rudimentary, kind of rudimentary in its uh, in its movements and its physics. Yeah. and I think that was his point that it, it, it's by no means good. But like so much of like the YouTube videos have been like all it does is glitch all the time, and like that's not the case. Oh, sure, of course not. Right. No, pretty right. no no game that gets a at least somewhat decent developer is going to glitch all the time but it certainly looks like it's glitching more than a $60 triple a title should right and what a sad mark for a franchise that was so important to like i know us growing up oh and hell really, yeah this dude. our entire kind of generation of gaming and i don't know about you but i know for me and some of my friends like that first game came out when i was eight or nine that's how i got into a lot of music i listened to oh definitely and like granted i got into tony hawk because i was really between, big into skateboarding mm -hmm, but it still like really brought you up it's like between it's like i equate i equate the first tony hawk's pro skater and burnout three as like all of them like it just led to all of the music that i listened to until i was yeah. like well, until i was like 20 right <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's it's unfortunate that it's just sort of taken this like dive bomb from greatness, and it's just got me itching for another skate game. To be honest with you, like yeah. I want another really good skateboarding sim because I I love I loved I, skateboarding growing up, and I love skateboarding games to this day. Yeah, if I wasn't a tall lanky monster, I would probably still try to skateboard. <laughs> but now my center of gravity is off. It's okay. We're both tall lanky monsters, so I understand where you're coming right. from. Right. Um, well, let's get to a couple other. Uh, Smaller pieces of news, but some things that are still uh, interesting to us. Uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash has a release date for Wii U, <laughs> uh, and it's this year, which is kind of which significant when you. It's kind of significant when you think about how little the Wii U has the rest of this year. So it's coming out November twentieth. It's only going to be fifty bucks as opposed to sixty, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um. The only thing they haven't really gotten into is what modes are actually going to be in this game they haven't detailed online multiplayer and they haven't detailed this like single player campaign so you really don't know what you're yeah. getting and it's it's and almost, it's less than two months out so i'm i'm kind of which like which is almost what happened to tony hawk 5 yeah but yeah, i trust yeah. nintendo more than i trust tony hawk and oh, i would lose my mind if it was a mar there was a mario tennis game that was really bad like it would make me so upset i know i'd be so all of them have been great and i really hope when you mentioned that single player campaign that what we get is similar to the game boy color game where you actually like went to the yes. school yes oh dude i've just been i've actually i've been periodically uh replaying that on my 3ds on virtual console say, and I it's still it's so much fun oh, i've been oh, playing the so n64 one on my wii u and mm -hmm. just that game was brutal oh yeah dude oh, man. oh yeah but yeah the game Boy color one was so fun it was so good i loved that whole like going to the tennis academy stuff that was fantastic and they, they tried to capture that a little bit in the new mario golf game for the ds but mm -hmm. it wasn't quite on the same level of the of uh the 3ds mario one tennis. you mean right? yes okay yes, yes yes oh man yeah i hope that's good i'm sure i mean if they treat it with half the respect that they've treated Mario Maker's Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, I'm sure it'll knock us out of the park. Like, well, if if anything, 
and obviously we'll get into this in our next segment, uh, talking majorly about the Star Fox delay, but like this at least gives us something to play on our Wii U's uh, that's not right. Mario Maker for the rest of 2015, which, I mean, I could fill up my 2015 with Mario Maker, but I would like a change every now and then. So. You know, it's, it's it's funny because I could, I can also go back to Smash, and I can go back to Splatoon and or Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. Mario Kart's still fun. And so it almost makes me just feel bad for Nintendo, because I almost feel like, what are they doing... Like, there's got to be somebody in that company who just doesn't have anything to do right now, because he's like, well, my job is to market the games for the yeah. holidays. And we're not releasing them not, during the holidays. Right. Like, apart, you almost just feel bad, because I'm like, they almost, like, what are they doing? They're just, I, I guess, don't know. getting ready for the NX, I, but... I mean, you've got to think that they're, make, they're like, starting up on really figuring out to how to market that, this because is... you know we're going to hear a lot more about it uh, in the first half of next year. Well, and Nintendo does also have a habit of dropping their systems, like, like on the drop of a hat. Like, the second the new one comes out, they're just, their support dies. Yep. Now, granted, that's also probably because they don't have the same third-party support that, say, an Xbox or a PS3 mm-hmm. gets, so that's they can kind of have this, like year to two year long death yeah. i guess for lack of a better word no like, no that's that's the i mean that's kind of the right term for it sure. yeah where the wii u they're like we're done we're out if you want to keep playing with us you got to buy that here's no one reason. more here's one more random jrpg that we're gonna drop and you're <laughs> right. not even gonna know what the fu- the hell it is right but we're gonna drop that and then that's just it we're out see ya, see ya. Keep your gamepad and your Wiimote, because we'll probably use it over here, too. Yeah, but, right. Uh, and al- and also box. keep your GameCube controllers Apparently. and your GameCube adapter. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, and then the last thing is, of course, uh, something that I'm super excited about because I'm a big fan of Telltale games, and I actually never got around to playing this, but uh, Back to the Future is being re-released on the new consoles in celebration of... The Back to the Future anniversary, and it's being released on the 13th of oh. October, which is great because yeah. I love Telltale games. Uh, Back to the Future was their bur- their first like, I guess it was like the way they sort of burst onto the scene for these episodic type games. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited to finally play it. Oh yeah, and I I actually skipped out on it too. Just I couldn't even tell you well, why wasn't anymore. It, I think it well because wasn't it only on PC? Maybe that's what it was. I think yeah. that's what it. And maybe it eventually, they eventually released it on, on PS3. I think that's what happened. But I know initially it was PC only. So, yeah. And of course, you, you and I being Mac users, it just, that just wasn't conducive to us experiencing that game. But I'm super stoked to play it now. Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be great. What a, we just saw a, a comedy script reading of it uh, in North Hollywood this last weekend. So I'm like on a Back to the Future kick yeah. right now. So it, it's, it's great timing for me. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for that. Uh, anything Telltale Games does, really though, That's true. like I'm I'm just I'm just Which all is, about them. It's funny that this is recircling around and that we both kind of skipped out on it, and now we, they've built up this like, oh my god, it's Telltale Games. Well, I think it's just it's just smart marketing. It's just like you know, with the Back to the Future hype, like resurgence with this like impending anniversary coming up. Yeah, like next month. Like you know, they're doing like the the Back to the, the Future DVDs, marathons, yeah. which my girlfriend and I are going to. They're doing, you know, the Back to the Future Blu-ray re-releases, and they're going to release re-release this game. It's like it's it's almost perfect timing for 
the one Telltale game that probably a lot of huge Telltale game fanatics like ourselves probably missed out on. Because, yeah. you know, I didn't, I, I don't know about you, but I didn't hit Telltale games until uh, Walking Dead Season 1. That was yeah. like my first real big experience with them. And then I've played literally everything since. Oh, they've been so good. Uh, Tales from the Borderlands is probably my favorite. And it's super underrated. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. But, yeah, so that's going to be great. Are you going to get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to play that, like, in anticipation of my girlfriend and I going <laughs> to that marathon. Like, I'm, I'm going to be so stoked on Back to the Future all that week. It's going to be so good. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and discuss this Star Fox Wii U delay, which has got us both just sad i guess would be i don't know any other word to just use for it but it's, just sad it's like when you're in like a lousy relationship and you keep expecting the person to like not do the thing you don't like mm -hmm. and then when they do it again you can't really be mad so much as you're just like yeah like that's where i'm at with so it. it's like it it's like expecting something from m night Shyamalan. right like it's it's getting your right or or the heroes being relaunched. Right. You're like, oh boy. And then you, about halfway through it, you're like, right, what did I expect? You're going to do what you do. Yeah, so that's a long-winded way of saying neither of us are surprised, but we're still <laughs> upset. So uh, you, know what to do, you know what to do. Uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, like us on, or follow us on Twitter. Check out our website, ModernNostalgiaProductions.com, and uh, all that jazz. So we'll take a quick break, and we'll come right back. Guys, welcome back. Um, for this next segment, we're going to get into the unfortunate Star Fox delay. Yeah. I'm super sad about it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> I, re I was really hoping for like some some real big first-party yeah. game for the Wii this holiday season. And like, like we talked about a few minutes ago, we're getting Mario Tennis, and that's great. It's I good. adore those games, but... It's not the. It's not gonna be the story-driven like narrative. No, I mean that's the single-player campaign that I want out of this year. And we were supposed to get two of them, and now we're getting none. Right. Well, and also, I mean, comparing Mario Tennis to Star Fox in this situation is kind of like when the GameCube launched, and everyone wanted a big Mario game, and we got Luigi's Mansion. Still a great game. Oh, a fantastic game, but... But it's not Mario 64. Nope. It's not Mario Sunshine. The same way that Mario Tennis is going to be good, but it's not going to be a Star Fox, and it's sure as hell not going to be Zelda. And like, we just, and like we just talked about, we don't even know really what that game is yet. It, it could be a multiplayer-only game, which would kind of disappoint me. Right. It could be a single-player-only game, which might disappoint, which would kind which, of disappoint right. me. I mean, we, we have no idea, but it's certainly not the kind of thing we were, a lot of us like Nintendo faithful were really hoping for for this holiday yeah. season. And it's just, it's just really disappointing. Have they, 
I can't, I can't remember because it, you know, this is kind of weak old news now, but it's still important to talk about. Um, did they give an updated timetable for release? No, Q, I have Q1 2016. Great. Is what they said. So probably late January. Um, it really, it sounds like it's not a huge delay for any big reasons. It sounds like the game can just be a little bit better. It sounds like Nintendo's doing what, frankly, Nintendo does, which isn't a bad thing. They really care about quality. They want to make sure the game is up to their standards. Mm -hmm. So they want to release it on a high note. The bummer about that, and this is sometimes... It's actually kind of an interesting thing, because a lot of times I think when that happens, um, the marketing people usually end up winning that game and being like, no, you put out... The, you, <laughs> you need something to sell your system. Right. That's not selling anything. Um, and instead they were like, no, push it back and put out the really good quality game, which says a lot to how Nintendo operates. Um, the disappointing part of that is there isn't a big game to get with your Wii U this year, unless you're a late adopter to Mario Maker or Splatoon or Mario Kart, or you just don't own a Wii U. In which case, I would say it's time to buy a Wii U, but I would also argue that wait for the NX news. Oh, uh, yeah, I which, wouldn't, I would just say just wait. I mean, it... It says something. It says something about the state of that system when you have two major titles slated for holiday 2015 release, and they both get delayed. I, I, I don't quite understand what it is. Like, is it a lack of, is it a lack of concern among the developers? Like, are 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 these developers already working? Yeah. on NX games and that's why they've got they've got most of their team concentrating on that or like is it just a lack of care at this point for a system that's clearly on on, on life support at this point like what what whatever it is it's just it's super concerning to anyone who still cares about this system which I know both of us do yeah well and that's the other like it it really like where is Nintendo going is really what it asks. And, and I don't think anyone knows. No, well, I don't think... I think they're struggling with it, too, because internally they are having a lot of leadership changes because they have had a very unfortunate, had a very unfortunate passing away yes, of a, of a right. higher-up member, which could also have something to do with the delay. Um, but... See... But what's I don't also, know... I, I, I don't know about that for Star Fox Zero, though, because it was so... It, the the two events are not that far apart. Like no, they're not. I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. Well, and it's also strange because we know that Nintendo for the last year, almost two years, because it was when they announced Mario Kart. It was when they were like, a lot of people asked, when are we gonna get like more virtual console games? When are we gonna get like there were gonna be two game pads supported on the system? That's not a thing. Yep. There's a lot of things that you talked about that we're not seeing yet. And they said, they were like, our main priority right now is getting this system sold. Which means we're probably not going to focus too much on getting in 64 games up on the virtual console. We're not going to focus too much on getting two gamepads operating. We're not going to sell a gamepad separately. We want you to buy this system. And delaying a bunch of games gives the message, especially post mobile gaming announcements and NX announcements really gives the idea that their priority is not to sell systems and that their priority is in fact to let it die and move on to the next thing. It's like 
it's it's doing what it's doing what PlayStation is doing with the Vita, but doing it in a much more I don't want to say disrespect. I, I do want to say disrespectful. It is. A- it's doing it in a much more disrespectful way to the consumer because it's not just outright admitting it. PlayStation, Sony for a while has been like, look, the Vita is a legacy platform at this point. We yeah. are going to release the games we've had slated to release when we're going to release them, and that's going to be it. But Nintendo continues to go on about how much life this system still has even though they've already announced that nx they've already announced their mobile gaming initiative and they've just delayed two of their most important titles to 2015 it's it and the other thing that's a bummer to both the consumer and it's also kind of this is more a part of iowata's passing that it affects but Nintendo is usually pretty good about communicating to their fans through Nintendo Directs, through tweets, through videos, through a number of ways. And that kind of face of that, Iwata, we don't have like an Iwata asks or Iwata answers anymore, um, isn't there. So there's yeah. been no like, look guys, Star Fox got delayed. Here's what's going to happen. Like you can't help but think that if Iwata was still with us, that instead of kind of just being like, Mario Tennis is going to come out, here's when it's going to come out, Star Fox is delayed, um, don't worry about it. That they would have done like a, a presentation and been like... There would be a Nintendo Direct a by Nintendo now, Direct you would think. about it, about being like, look, here's what's going on with Star Fox, here's some new footage to keep you excited. And granted, this news is only... This news is eight days old at this point, so it's not... It's, it would be unfair to speculate that we're not going to eventually get a Nintendo Direct about it, about all of this stuff, but it's just the fact that we haven't even gotten an announcement about when that Nintendo Direct will be that is a right. little disconcerting. Even after the fact that Nintendo has already stated that even with all this new internal restructuring, we're still going to get the things that, the, that us fans want, which is information. Yeah. And it's just a little disconcerting to to not have that as of now. Right. It's it's very strange. They're being very quiet. They're playing a lot of cards close to the chest, which they're one to do. But I mean to be and to be fair to give them a little bit of credit, the amiibo problem is getting much better. There were so Absolutely. many restocks today. But it's so like they, what it it's like what I've been saying for weeks and months on this show. It's like one step forward and two steps back. Like yeah. you can't just do one thing right. You've got to work on doing most things yeah. right. Like you you're never gonna be perfect. Sony's not perfect. Microsoft's certainly Far not perfect. perfect. But they do more right than wrong at this point in their right. con- in this console generation's well, life cycle. And I don't feel like Nintendo's above no. more wrong than right yet. No, or not more, at all. Yeah. And speaking of Sony, like they also had a major delay for the holidays. We're not getting Uncharted 4 when we thought we were going to get it. But Sony also came out of the gate and they were like, look, we want to give you guys something really special to kind of rub that burn a little bit. You've got all of these AAA titles from other parties. You've got the Uncharted collection coming. You've got all of these indie games. They were able to be like, we're sorry, 
but we have a strategy. And they were even really And they open. came out and said it right away, though. Right. They, they gave well, they, us all the information we needed to know. And you did not hear much backlash about it. Sure, there no. are still some... some you're well, always going to have the people that are going to be like, oh, Naughty Dog doesn't know what they're doing. Sony, Sony's blah, blah, blah. They're not treating their fans right. No, they're absolutely... They're they're, both of those thing, statements are wrong. They're right. absolutely... Naughty Dog absolutely knows exactly what they're doing at this point. And Sony does know how to treat its fans, which is why we got all the information right off the bat oh, that we right did. Right up front, where Nintendo was just like, yeah, Star Fox should be delayed. But I also wonder, with why it got delayed... It was shown at E3 this year to a very lukewarm reception. Yes, there was there were not a lot of people that were super super stoked about that game. I remember distinctly reading the in gadget impressions about it yeah. and they were sort of like, "Look, the the um the space combat, the the ship combat is great, but the rest of it, I don't know." Like they were well, just like, "I don't know." The graphics didn't look too pretty. Mm-mm. No one, and Nintendo did this with Splatoon 2, where they were like, do it with the motion controls. And they didn't tell you you could turn it off. So maybe once that's gone, things will be better. But they haven't told you a lot of story, which is a big part of the Star Fox franchise. Sure. They haven't told you a lot about multiplayer. They haven't told you a lot about, they're always focusing on the motion control and the gamepad and this which, well, at this point, I would have to imagine very few people care about. Very few people care about motion controls. It's like it's why we saw a game like Until Dawn for the PlayStation 4. Like That evolved from a motion control-based game to very little motion yeah. control. I would, I would argue that the only motion control was actually motionless control, where you're supposed yeah. to hold your controller completely still and not move it at all. So yeah. it's like no one... <laughs> the best way to use motion control... Don't Not at move all. your controller. Exactly. But, yeah, it's just like they're, they continue to put the emphasis on the wrong thing, it seems like. And you know me. I, 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 al- I always talk about how I'm not going to buy something that I'm obviously going to buy. But it, it makes me a little less excited for what will inevitably become the NX because I just don't know how Nintendo is going to treat us once that console I comes. Know. Once that platform i don't want to just call it a console because it might be yeah. more than that but once that platform comes out i i don't know how they're really gonna treat us so i it it just it, it worries me a little bit more than it probably should yeah. at this point but it worries me well it's definitely something to have worry about but i also wonder if a lot of the where nintendo might have really shot themselves in the foot was a lot of the stuff i was reading too about the star fox impressions where people being like well it's not zelda like this, it was, they already had the trouble of being like, here's a game, a troubled franchise. Let's call it what it is. Star Fox Adventures, I loved. People did not care for that. I Star Fox Assault, I people did not care for oh, that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, Star Fox Command, people did not care for that. I don't, that, can't even remember that, playing that. That franchise has been gripping onto the nostalgia of a game that is an hour and a half long since 1995. An hour and a half long. Let's call it. Let's call it what it is. An hour and a half long that you can take down in half. There an hour are if you Metal really Gear want to. Solid cutscenes that are longer yep. than Star Fox 64. Like that's a thing. That is that is without a doubt um, correct. And I'm like, they've been gripping onto what is an amazing so fun it's so good but they've been they've been holding on to that nostalgia for decades and it's 
And to come out of the gate and be like, this is what's going to replace Star Fox, would, or rather, what would come out to replace Zelda for the holidays, would be like if Disney was like, Star Wars is delayed, but don't worry, because Cars 3 is coming. Who cares? <laughs> like, exactly. People would be so mad. <laughs> like, Oh, it would... There would just be a giant uproar about it. But the thing I think is happening is... I haven't heard much of a giant uproar and I think that about this delay and I think that might be part of the problem. It is. A lot of people are like, okay, well, it's delayed. Well, it's, it, it's part of the problem because, well, one, half of Nintendo fans are just going to go, they're gonna, they're gonna, it's going to come out when it comes out and they're going to give me something that I love. That's what's going to happen. I accept that and I know that. Then you have the half that's just like, eh, I don't care. Like, whatever. I don't, I'm not even on the Nintendo platform. So really the people this affects are new customers that would get onto the platform, which then now they're just not going to do. Because um, if you know anything about games, the writing's on the wall for this system to begin with, so why are you going to go drop $269, right. $300 at this point? Right. When you know, I would say at most 15, 16 months from now, yeah. you're going to get a brand new console. Yeah, well, because... Or, the, sorry, platform, I guess I want to say. And this might even be something that Nintendo realized, that... So then not, why even release the game at all at this point? It's well, like, not even that, but what they might have realized is we have a game that people are lukewarm about that we want them to like. More than anything, we want to make a good product. Yeah. That's the goal here, is to make a good game. Nintendo has always, first and foremost, been, our plan is to make good video games. So they might have gone, lukewarm reception, okay, what's our goal right now? To sell Wii U systems... That's not gonna happen anyways. Delay Star Fox, make it good, and get a new and start putting the strategy for new people yeah. into because Nintendo's whole thing right now too, part of their big strategy is to become an entertainment company, right? To start going, maybe there will be they're open to movies now. Amiibos is a new product, rides at Universal. So getting people new customers, new people involved in their franchises can stem from these new revenue streams that right. they're doing. So it's possible that they just went, let the Wii U die, but well, let's let it go out with a really good Star Fox title and a really good Zelda title for our hardcore fans who are always here. Everything else that we're trying to do, we'll do it over there. Right. And to clarify, when I, when I said why release it at all, I meant why release it at all for the Wii U? Why, might, why not just do what they're clearly doing for Zelda and hold it for the NX. Which, yeah, that's kind of my... which, and, and that's the other reason that I'm like, you guys teased this new system. And unfortunately, we live in an era where you can't just get on a stage and be like, oh, we got this new thing coming out, bye. You gotta give us some information about that now. Yeah, it's... It's this instant gratification world that we live in, and a lot of it has to do with our impatience, but it's something you've got to understand about the gaming community at this point, is we are a little bit impatient because there is so much else coming out all the time, right. and so much to sustain our, uh, our focus that you can't come out and be like, oh yeah, this is the name of this thing, and then we'll talk to you about it more well, in 12 months. Especially, then there's two things. One, you can't do that when the point of you saying that is to save face about how you're still supporting a system. You're not allowed to do that. No. You're not allowed to be like, we're still going to... To What it was was to the backlash of mobile gaming. was to go, no, 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 we're still a dedicated gaming company. We're not just going to make iPhone games. Look, we have this NX coming out. Goodbye. 
And everyone went, hold on. No, 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 no. You don't get to have your good PR for this thing that people are like, mm, about. Be a new system that then people are going to be like, well, now why am I buying anything for the Wii U? Yep. But the other thing, the last time Nintendo did this, where they half told us about a product and then made us speculate, one, they called it the revolution. And then they pulled a Wii mode out of their pocket. Now, granted, super successful system, changed a lot of things about gaming, saved sure. Nintendo's ass. I loved the system, even when I didn't have a lot to play on it. We got Super Mario Galaxy. I got, you got a lot of good things out yeah. of that. But you don't get to do that twice. Nope. Especially when, frankly, a move like that isolated 45% of the gaming market. Like, that's what motion controls did. Yeah. Hardcore gamers did not touch that thing. Uh, it not only that, but it also isolated a lot of developers too, who were just like, N "No, yeah, we're right. not doing that." Sorry, no, well, we're not. Also... Your you, your processor is not nearly what it needs to be to run the type of games we're trying to make. Right. You're all motion controls, which means we're not making FPS games on this. Like, right. It... And I would like to see the number of people that bought a Wii total, and then I'd like to see the number of people total that bought a Wii U. Because they did not get people to oh, carry over. Interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. Hit I want to know that too. I think a, you and I are probably two of the few people minority who who actually did buy both. Yeah, because it's like they did this big thing, and then they were basically like, "Okay, we did it. We got this new group of people to play video games. We innovated everything." And then their next system came out, and the drop off of that must have been catastrophic. Yeah, like obscene. All right, well, that's our long-winded way of saying that we're really disappointed that this game is not coming out this year, and it's just, it's just yeah, it kind of makes us... Yeah, you could have listened to our rant about Star Fox being yeah. delayed and the amount of time it takes you to beat Star Fox 64. That's, that's actually very true if you know what you're doing. Um, so, I don't know, what do you guys think? Uh, are you even going to play Star Fox when it comes out at this point? Uh, hit us up on through Facebook, hit us up through our website you can leave a comment on the site or you can leave a comment through our email uh yeah and uh when we come back we'll finish up with a little uh playstation vita talk Yay. so stick around Welcome back to our third and final segment for the evening. Uh, we just finished up with some Star Fox talk, and now let's get into some uh, Sony handheld talk. So it's come out this week that uh, Shuhei Yoshida, you know, one of the big wigs over at Sony, uh, over at PlayStation, has basically said that the climate is, quote-unquote, not healthy for a PlayStation Vita sequel. We've all known for a while that the Vita is sort of on its way out. They've officially labeled it as a legacy platform at this point. But now it doesn't look... It looks like not only is the Vita dying, but any semblance of a Vita successor, be it direct or spiritual, is just not in the cards. So, Blake, my question for you is... Well, my first question for you is, do you care? I don't even know if you actually ever owned a Vita or I, not. I didn't. Um, 
I don't have enough room in my pockets or my backpack <laughs> for a phone, a wallet, my keys, a and 3DS. two portable gaming yeah. systems. No, I feel you. Um, so, yeah, a part of me, I was not surprised, because now I'm trying to think of it. There was the PSP... Then there was a middle the one. PSP Go. The PSP it wasn't, Go. It wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't a different console. It was basically just all digital instead yeah. of ha- using UMDs. But I remember like this thing has been trickling out for what feels like forever. Like it just won't die. Were, but, you, a, were you a big PSP guy? I owned one for a while and I really liked it. Um, do, you, do you hack it? Is that why you got life out of it for a while? Uh, no, I actually, oh. uh, I was a late adopter to it. I think I picked it up around either the 2.0 or the 3.0. I got the white one. Oh, okay. Um, okay. and it was right around the time when like a Sega collection had come out and a few other things. So I was able to just do the thing where I already had this huge library available to me and that's how I got a lot of life out of it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I do remember working at GameStop. And it happened with the Vita too, where like you would go, you would, you could, you can on their iOS tab through all the different systems, and it'll show you all the games coming out. And whenever you got to a Sony handheld, there were like two, three, maybe five on a good day, for the longest time. And then every now and then, like three new ones would show up. But it was mm-hmm. one of those things where we would always joke and just be like, "When is that last one gonna come out?" And this thing will just stop. Like they, they somehow keep injecting it with something it's never enough i do think it's a bummer because i do think the vita is a really impressive piece of tech it's a beautiful to me it's a beautiful handheld i yeah i've owned well i honestly i don't own one anymore because mine crapped out on me but i owned one for a long time uh at the same time that i owned my first 3ds i bought them both at at their respective launches and for a while there, I was playing more Vita than I was playing 3DS because the Vita was just such an impre- impressive piece of tech, and it felt more like felt more like a console experience in a handheld form than the 3DS did. Like my the first game I had was Uncharted: Golden Abyss, and I just I was just in love with that game, and I fell yeah. in love with the system, and I was like, man, this could be huge if they if they continue doing games like this like on this scale that feel just like a like a more compact version of a console game they've really got something here of course that didn't really end up happening see and that's actually where i think there might have been a disconnect with the vita and i could be wrong and i'm just speaking from my own opinion but i never wanted full console games on my handheld system like i always liked if i'm traveling i wanted something like Animal Crossing New Leaf, or a 2D platformer, or even like this old Zelda game, or like Pokemon, something that if I wanted to invest a lot of time in, I could, but if I'm on the go and I'm out and about, I want something that I can open, play for a bit, close, call it a day. Sure. If I'm going to be home and investing hours into my console, I want to be home investing hours into my console. Yeah, you want to be playing on a 50-inch screen and not a... Right. Four inch it's the difference I of, I can watch a YouTube video on my phone and not mind it, but if I'm going to turn on... Age of Ultron or Mad Max, I want to load it up on my TV. Oh, that's no, that's totally fair. Uh, I sort of meant like I, I, I was kind of the same way. Like I don't want to, I don't want to roll through like a sixty, seventy hour JRPG necessarily on my Vita. But it was just nice knowing that a game like Uncharted: Golden Abyss could give me like yeah nine, ten, eleven hours of like a really good experience. That sort of 
was a a supplement to a trilogy, well, now about to be more than that, but at the time, a trilogy that was so beloved on the PlayStation consoles for me. It was just nice knowing that I could get, like, sort of a little piece of that in a handheld version. And I just don't feel like they ever took that and ran with it like it seemed like they were going to with those first initial titles. Well, it it, it felt like, and that's true, it, it felt oddly like Sony... Sony had a weird history with handheld gaming because the DS and the PSP came out around the same time and it took the DS a while to find its footing. Like I remember people trading in DSs and getting PSPs Me too. at launch and then like eight months to a year later, it was the complete opposite. DS started selling like gangbusters yeah. and the PSP never, never really fleshed out their library the same way that no. the DS started to. And the, the PSP hit a, a, a big roadblock right away with the dual memo. What the, what was that thing called? Dual stick memo, the proprietary oh, memory yes. stick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The proprietary, uh, it was a memory card. Yeah. And it had some yep. funko funky name. Um, I want to say it was something duo memory stick. It doesn't matter. Um, and that immediately, yeah, memory stick duo is exactly what it was. Yeah. And that immediately kind of isolated them. And then like third parties, it was kind of the opposite problem that Nintendo usually has. Third parties were more interested in making the like kind of quick fix onto the Nintendo one. And Nintendo had a huge install base for handhelds, and they always have up until mobile gaming, which is going to be also a part of this. Mm-hmm. So they they already were kind of stuck. Um, and then, I mean, when Pokemon comes out, Nintendo just wins with oh yeah no everything doubt. no doubt um, handheld related. And yeah, I guess that's part. That was always part of the problem is PlayStation never really had that like core hand like franchise that was only associated yeah. with handheld. Not to say, not really only, but it was mostly Mint. associated with yeah. handheld. Obviously, we had games like Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Snap. and But the main Pokemon franchise yes. has always been, and Nintendo has even said, it is always going to be a handheld thing. And that's what, sell, that's what sells those handhelds a lot of the time. Is like, I, Dude, I remember, like, eat, like, I got rid of my first 3DS a while back, and I remember last year even seeing you playing Pokemon X and Y and being like, hell, dude, I have to buy another 3DS just to play yeah. these games on it. And it was, it's that important of a franchise. And I never saw, I never got that with the Vita. Like, I never saw someone playing one Vita game and being, being like, holy crap, I have to own this thing, even yeah. though I owned one for a while. Like, well, the closest I... I ever got with thinking that, like, the closest I ever got to buying another one was seeing someone play Persona 4 Golden, which yeah. Persona 4 is one of my favorite PS2 games of all time, and and seeing it done so well in handheld form, I was like, man, this would be great, but I still can't justify dropping $199 for this thing, plus another 40 or 30 for Persona 4. Yeah. It just... I think the lack of a price drop has really hurt, yeah. hurt the Vita's chances of really being relevant yeah well and they also i mean it, it it all to me all the problems the vita have stem back to the psp no you're because that's, that's without a doubt i completely agree with you the other thing the psp did that was really just mistimed 
was they sold it as this multimedia, put your songs on it, watch UMDs, have movies, have video games, right when the iPhone came out. Oh, yeah. And you just were going to lose that fight. Like, they went into a battle going, we're a proprietary gaming handheld system against Nintendo, who had owned that thing since the 80s. And then they went into battle going, we're a multimedia device against Apple, who just revolutionized the phone industry by going, here's a multimedia device. How, I want to know, let me see, actually. I want to know how far off their uh, their releases were, because that's, that's a really interesting point yeah. that I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about. Because then the Vita did kind of the same thing, where they came out and they were like, it's basically a PS3 in your pocket, but it also does movies and video and all these other things. And everyone was like, well, I have, I have an iPhone. Right. So uh, you're absolutely right. And I think that harkens back to what you were saying, where it's like its first couple years were fantastic. Because so it came out here in North America, March 24th, 2005. The first iPhone did not come out until June 29th, 2007. So basically 24 months apart. That would sort of explain exactly the kind of phenomenon that you're talking about. It's like, it got that first two years, but after that, it was like, oh shit, we can watch all of these things on our iPhone, and we don't have to drop $20 for a UMD of Dave Chappelle's Killing Them Soft. Which is like the first time that I saw that stand-up, actually, because I bought a UMD for like five bucks at GameStop, which was fantastic. I loved it, but I also didn't have an iPhone at the time. Yeah. So it's just like that that's a really good point, Blake, that I hadn't that I hadn't really thought about. Yeah. Sony asked you to do a lot with that system. Like especially when you already like that was also when we were switching over from our well not it was it was around the time of when we were also asked to switch our D V D collection to Blu-rays and H D DVDs. That really man So that, then that was like two thousand seven, two thousand I can't believe it's yeah. been that I can't believe it's been almost Eight years. So it was really hard to ask people to go, hey, I know you own The Matrix on DVD, but it would be kind of sweet if you bought it on Blu-ray. And it would also be kind of sweet if you bought a UMD of it. And most people were like, like what the fuck is a UMD? Like, right. No one knew what that was unless you were... It sounds like a bomb. Yeah, it does not sound like something that you want to stick inside a handheld that you paid $200 for. Right. But, you know, man, I, I still, to this day, think that one of the biggest blunders that both the PSP and the Vita has made is using these proprietary memory cards. Yeah. 3DS got it so right. They were just like, and I think it even started with the DSi, right? Is they were just yeah, like, the DSi. You, can just use, you can just use a standard a SD card. card. Yeah. You can use a 2 gig, a 4 gig, all the way up to... A 64 gig and beyond, if you know how to, if you know how to hack it correctly, you don't have to buy any proprietary memory. That's going to be twice the price. None of that. And that's actually part of the reason I haven't rebought a Vita is because when I got rid of my Vita, I sold the memory card too, and I don't want to drop fifty dollars on a 16 gig yeah. PS Vita memory card. It it sounds like it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but it really is when you're already dropping 200 on a system. Yeah. 
God, yeah, there, there's just, there's so many things around They could have done so much product. better. They could have, and it's it's the same problem the 3DS is starting to have, where a lot of people are like, well, why are 3DS sales so much lower than DS sales? And Nintendo keeps going, well, mobile games showed up. Yeah. Like, mo- like this is a, th- people only have so many pockets. Like, <laughs> So that brings me to the last question, and then we got to get out of here. With With this revelation that Shuhei came out with today and I wouldn't call her wouldn't really call it a revelation we all knew the writing was on the wall but take what we think we know about the NX the fact that it's going to be sort of a multi-faceted platform with a console slash maybe a handheld that you can take outside at least that's what we're dreaming that's what we're hoping that's what a lot of the gaming community is hoping couple that with this revelation, quote unquote, that there will be no next Sony handheld. And the fact that mobile gaming is only getting more impressive as the iPhone has just come out with a new iteration that has doubled its RAM and yeah. vastly increased its processing speed. And all of the Android phones that are doing three, four, it, a matter of time before five gigs of RAM in their phones, like, is this truly the end of standard handheld plat- system gaming? That's a big question to close out on because that could be a whole topic. Um, it is, and we, it's certainly one that we can talk about. We can yeah, reopen again, but we for right now, just based on what we've just talked about for the past 15 minutes in this segment. I think the way we know it, as the Game Boy, I'll, I'll say the Game Boy through the Vita and the 3DS, yes. This is probably going to be the closing chapter on here is your handheld system. It doesn't connect to anything else. It just exists. Here are your, Here's, here I mean, are your handheld cartridges or cards, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. I think as long as Nintendo is in the game... There will be a place for some type of proprietary gaming system that you take on the go. I don't think we're getting to a point where both Nintendo and Sony bow out and go, Apple and Android, you beat us. All mobile gaming, all handheld gaming is on your phone. See ya. I think as long as Nintendo has a pulse left, and I could be mistaken because Pokemon Go is about to exist. And I was going to say, as long as Pokemon is in now there... Now, that's a subject we need to, we need to get yeah, into. Yeah, that'll be next week. That'll be next week, yeah. Um, I, think, I think as long... I, like, I feel like Nintendo is the company... This is going to be kind of a weird thing, but there's always that like fight for like what classic films used to be, and like that's what like Oscar season usually ends up being. And I feel like we have that same kind of thing happening with gaming now, where we're like, oh, remember when you loaded up a game and it wasn't Ubisoft, so it didn't ask you to do all this Uplay nonsense, and there wasn't sharing it here and going mobile here and connecting it to all these apps. I feel like as long as Nintendo has life in its breath, it's going to be like, here's your Zelda game. Don't worry about the internet. Here's, here's the handheld option. We got this. Like I feel like as long as they're fighting their fight, the way we know gaming to be will exist in some way. So you definitely don't agree with Michael Pachter thinking that like all consoles and all sort of physical platform gaming is going to die out somewhat soon. 
I think... Mm, I don't think it's going to die out. I think what he said about it peaking, I can't see... Like, he was, like, basically, like... I don't know what the numbers are off the top of my head, so I'll make them up. 10 million people bought an Xbox 360, and he projects that only 9.8 million will buy an Xbox One. So getting a lot of new people on board... Disclaimer, with that, we, we, we both clearly know that both consoles have sold much more than that. Much, that's much, just, much more just than a, that. That's just, just a... a compa- yeah, yeah it, just exactly. An, an X and a Y. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, don't, I sort of agree where I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not going to be one of those things where like everybody and their mother has a system in their house. It's, we're not going to jump from PS3 sold this much at launch and PS4 sold this much more than the PS3 at launch. Getting new gamers is only going to get harder and harder and harder as it gets bigger. The same way that getting people to go to a movie theater is harder and harder and harder because once you get to a point where everybody's going and there's only 50 people who aren't, Getting those last 50 people to go is challenging. Also, stop making $500 systems. Just make them right. 400 400 right. is clearly the magical number. But I don't think, I don't think there's ever going to be... If comic books can keep trucking along, we're never going to have a system come out and people just go, no, I'm done with this video game thing. <laughs> like, that's, that's not what's going to happen. And I don't think iPhones and iPads are going to overwhelm what the PS4 and Xbox One and even the Wii U are capable of giving you in terms of story and in terms of substance and in terms of connectivity. I'm with you and, and I hope that we're both right about that because that would be that would be a sad day if they're if consoles and and if consoles and handhelds die out. They've been singing I mean you just have to look at other industries. They still make CDs and vinyl. Not everyone's buying them, but they're there. That's true. They've been saying that movie theaters are going to go out of business for five years now. Like, there's some stuff that, yeah, it's not going to be what it was. Because of the all the other avenues there are to get it, but there's still going to be the purists like right. us that want to go watch a movie in a crowded movie theater or want to play a AAA game on a brand new well, console or... Our friend Scott summed it up really well with movies, and I think it applies to this conversation too, where people like to leave their house. For all of the conveniences we're getting in technology, people still like to go, what should we do tonight? Or where should we go on a date? I know, the movies. Mm -hmm. And I think you're still going to get to that point where people are going to go, man, what do I want to do? I know, I want to pick up this controller and go into this giant world. And not stare at a 7-inch screen when I can stare at a 55-inch screen. Right. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a really good sentiment. I think that's a really good uh, point to end on. So with that, uh, we'll see y'all next week. Um, as I've said before, follow us on Facebook.com/slash Two Player Split Screen, on Twitter at is it it's, it's just Two, two split, split Screen, screen. right? Uh, Instagram at Modern Nostalgia, and then uh, Modern Nostalgia Productions.com. Uh, you can find links to everything on there, along with uh, a donate button if you want, if you feel so inclined to uh, donate to us, so that we can keep the lights, microphones, <laughs> and everything else on and rolling for you guys. Because yep. we truly enjoy what we're doing, and we want to make sure we keep doing it and keep getting better for you. So, that being said, for Blake <sighs> Schultz, later gamers. I'm Tyler Berry, and we'll see y'all next week.